This is The Fine Line with Joe Wiz and Ty Butler. Presented by Bet Rivers, New York's hometown sports book. The NBA is back, so you know that puts me in a great mood. We had a, a night of college basketball upsets galore. Joe Wiz is here to help you win money. Fine Line, Ty Butler, Joe Wiz on a Sunday morning here in New York City. Right here on 98.7 ESPN. You can hit us up on Twitter at Ty D. Butler. He's at Joe is Sports. Uh, that's Instagram as well. Ty D. Butler, Joe is Sports. And you can join the conversation. We invite you to do so at 1-800-919-3776. We've got Brian uh, back behind the glass. And, and Will is, as well. Joe, I, I just mentioned it. What a day in college basketball yesterday. We had six uh, the top six all go down. It's the first time in the history of the AP poll that that's happened. And and what, seven of the top nine? That is correct. Seven of the top nine. Uh, Ty, first of all, thanks for having me back on. I'm glad to be on the airwaves here in New York. Uh, you know, it definitely was an historical day yesterday. Number one, Gonzaga, Arizona, Auburn, Purdue, Kansas, and Kentucky all losing. Uh, put an asterisk next to Kentucky because Kentucky was one of the few teams that was ranked in the top six, but they were actually underdogs uh, and actually covered. But, you know, and then you got Texas Tech, the number nine team. So March Madness has started as far as I'm concerned. Tuesday's uh, the first day of March. By the way, Ty, happy birthday. Oh, thank you. Really appreciate that. Really appreciate it. 29 today. Wow. Not quite as old as you. Time is flying. Not Time quite as flying, old as so you, enjoy Joe. It. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> but 29 today, I appreciate that. We will get to the college basketball later in the show. Uh, all the upsets. March Madness right around the corner. We're going to talk to Joe about how tough it is to gamble. And, and, and madness, it, it's, it says it in its name. Like you're going to sit there and try to pick favorites and, you know, underdogs or whoever you want to win this game. But there's so much madness happening. Where do you go right? So we'll get to that uh, later on in the show. But we do got to start with the action we saw last night on ABC. I, I, I think we've gotten some phenomenal basketball on these Saturday night games. And last night, uh, more of the same. The Nets, what a win. 126-123, the final score in Milwaukee. So it's the first time they beat them since Game 5 of the semifinals in the playoffs last year. And they did, it so, they did so without Ben Simmons, no Kevin Durant, no Joe Harris, but Kyrie Irving, he was sensational, 38-5-5. That's a big win for the Brooklyn Nets last night. Absolutely. It certainly sent a statement. I mean, Milwaukee Bucks, and our, actually the Bucks were really rested this game tied too. They, this is their first, first game, game, first game back break. since the All-Star. So they had nine days uh, that we had to have them play the game, so they were rested. Um, the one thing, you know, I had talked about on my show is that the Bucks, whenever they play, expect a high-scoring affair. We played the over in that game between the Nets and Brooklyn. I was happy to get the win there. And, uh, you know, I just can't wait to see. I mean, last year we were in such anticipation to see the three-headed monsters, and we really never got a chance to see them. And play and now we have to sit there and see well we see Irving Simmons uh, and KD all on the court at the same time. So what'd you get the over at? What was that? Two forty? Yeah, two, it was. It was like two thirty five, two thirty six, and then it went up and up and up. We had yeah. a lot of I, the last what two minutes, or I, I should say the last like forty five seconds of the game that felt like twenty minutes because we had so much fouling happening. That uh, game, it was such a great game tie that I wanted Giannis to hit that three pointer. How does he I get that wide overtime. open? How does he get that open? It's just amazing that things like that happen because you. Sit there, both you and I were talking before we went on the air, and we're sitting and saying, 
Don't let them shoot that three-point shot. Bruce, and he had a wide-open shot. Bruce Brown is standing there watching Giannis on the cusp of tying the game, and it almost went in. Well, in that situation, thing- you got to foul, especially Giannis. I know, you know he's improved his free-throw shooting, uh, particularly this season, but that's a situation where you got to send him to the free-throw line. Absolutely. I agree 100%. Uh, it was a great game. Uh, those people that had Brooklyn made a big score on the on the spread and on the money line. The money line was like plus 400. Plus 400. So if you if you are someone who is a believer in Brooklyn, good news for you, especially the fans. KD is expected to return at some point next week. The Nets will play tomorrow at home against the Raptors. They'll fly to Toronto uh, to play that same team on Tuesday before returning home to play the Heat on Thursday. So at some point this week, we will see Kevin Durant rejoin the fray. Uh, it was it was reported last week that uh, Mayor Eric Adams at some point is going to have this vaccine mandate lifted. So Kyrie Irving's time as a part-time player is coming to an end. And then on top of that, uh, Shams Sharania reports that Ben Simmons... Dealing with some back soreness as they ramp up his activity to get him into basketball shape, but he should return. We're all looking for that March 10 uh, date where the, the Nets are in Philly to play the Sixers. We want to see him back for that game. But your thoughts on on Ben Simmons as he uh, tries to come back for, and what, play for the Nets? What is this back soreness thing? When was the last time he actually played a April. basketball game? April was the last time. I mean, it's insane. Just get on the court. He's getting paid over a hundred million dollars. Ben Simmons. Don't worry about it. Uh, Brooklyn will embrace you, okay, until you lose in the Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, so that's so, your prediction. Oh, well, you know, like it says, it's hard to say. I mean, we think, I, I put it this way, we know Irvin's going to be playing at home. Um, the bands are pretty much lifted just about. It's all inevitable. So Ben Simmons is probably the whole key to this thing. Uh, you know, you, you talk about the three-headed monster last year, and now we got Ben Simmons, KD, and Irving, the same kind of scenario here. We don't know what to see out of Simmons, but back soreness after not playing for almost a year is almost embarrassing yeah at some point we've got to get this thing rolling right because the season is is winding down and if you're the nets you look at the slate that will be uh ahead of you in this loaded eastern conference with miami chicago philly cleveland milwaukee boston and and the raptors all ahead of you right now the nets are eighth in the eastern conference which means they would be in that playing tournament before even getting uh to that next level where they can play a full series uh a best four out of seven so you want to see simmons return katie as i mentioned is going to be back at some point this week. And then Kyrie, we saw him last night. He'll be a, a, a full-time player uh, when these uh, vaccine mandates rules are lifted. But both the net, I, I was shocked by this. Uh, Bet Rivers, uh, if you want to head to Bet Rivers, it, it's a phenomenal website. They're going to match your first $250 deposit. Uh, you're not going to find much better than that on, on these websites. So make sure you head to BetRivers.com. I, I went there yesterday, and I saw that the Nets and Bucks both plus 650 to win the title. Only the Warriors and Suns have better odds at plus 400. Yeah, when you take a look at it here, uh, the Sixers right now, uh, you know, making a statement. They'll be playing at the Garden here in just a couple of hours against the Knicks. Uh, Boston Celtics, no one's really taking them seriously. How about the Miami Heat? I mean, all they do is just keep winning and winning, uh, but nobody Another gives them last night nobody, over the Spurs. Exactly. Nobody gives Spolstra any credit at all. Uh, and uh, Bucks uh, are still the defending champs. And even though they lost last night, maybe, hey, listen, they didn't play for nine days. That's maybe their excuse to losing to a depleted uh, Brooklyn Nets team. Do you agree that the Nets and Bucks should have the same title? The, the Bucks are the defending champions. They've got the reigning uh, Finals MVP Giannis. Many would argue is the best player in the league. Uh, he's got a you know two-time uh, regular season MVP. Would you agree with this with this uh, value with uh, the Nets and Bucks being both plus six fifty to win the title? 
Um, I would rather take my shot with the Bucks because I told you the Nets. Uh, we talked about it last week. There's just too many question marks with uh, with uh, Brooklyn because KD doesn't seem to stay healthy all the time. I know right now he's taking his time coming back. We know he's the best player uh, on in the NBA, but you know, is he going to be able to withstand the rigors of uh, going through the back to back games uh, or uh, when they have them uh, and and all of these grueling playoff series here? And of course, who knows what Ben Simmons? What's going? What's going on in Ben Simmons' head? <laughs> If he can get to a place mentally where he's feeling, you know, uh, the best that he can, I think it is no question he provides such a valuable asset complementary to what uh, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant are going to give him because he is a lockdown defender, arguably the best perimeter defender in the league uh, if Kawhi's not healthy. Um, he, he's a rebounder. He can run the break. He's great in transition. And obviously, as a playmaker, that's going to help them out with the shooters when they spread the floor with Patty Mills and Seth Curry, Durant, and Irving. So I'm looking forward to seeing him back on the court. But you just mentioned the Knicks. They are at home today. Seven-point underdogs was where I saw it yesterday. That line has jumped up to eight. So the Sixers favored to win this game by eight points. R.J. Barrett coming off a 46-point performance on Friday night and that 15-point loss to Miami. Meanwhile, it was a sensational Sixer debut for James Harden, who went 27-12-8. and And Joel Embiid added 34 points and 10 rebounds. So this should be an exciting game. I guess it's technically Harden's return to New York City. But the Knicks, heavy dogs today. How do you feel about this one? Yeah, it is te- It is his uh, back to New York because, listen, there's no better place than Madison Square Garden, the world's most famous arena, okay? So the Garden uh, Garden people are going to be busy today, Ty. You know why? Because not only they got the Knicks going at 110, and then they got the Rangers in Vancouver playing. So uh, you ever, you know, remember the baseball you used to have those double headers you yeah. hit in the bathroom when you waited for the second game so they didn't kick you out? So I wonder how many Knicks fans are going to sit around and hide and see if they can go see the, see the Rangers play today. But uh, when you take a look at it here. The Sixers, as you mentioned, they're coming off that big win, 133 to 102 over Minnesota. I mean, the Knicks, it's pretty much their defense tied. They've given up triple digits 11 of the last 12 games. That's mm. their problem. And Thibodeau, you know, uh, everyone's throwing him under the bus and all that other stuff. But listen, he is the uh, reigning coach of the year. And uh, listen, when things don't go well, you got to start pointing the fingers here. But I always say, listen, it's a tough game. And uh, as good as the Knicks were last year, this year they're just as bad. And uh, they would giving up that defense defense here. After this uh, game here today, they have a seven-game road trip and when they come back, it'll be uh, March 13th and by then, everybody will know that their season is over. Because oh, so you're declaring it. It's done. Absolutely. Knicks are done. I mean, their seven-game road trip, they're going to lose tonight to, today to Philly and then they got Philly again. They got to play them again on, on Wednesday. They got Phoenix, the Clippers, uh, Sacramento, Dallas, Memphis and Brooklyn. And That's by that cool. time, KD might be back on the 13th. Who knows? So right now, the Knicks, as it stands, are 12th in the Eastern Conference, four games back in the loss column of, coincidentally enough, the team that knocked them out of the playoffs uh, last season. That's the Atlanta Hawks, who are still two games under 500. But the Knicks have to climb the Wizards and the Hawks just to get into the playing game. Joe Wiz says their season is over. But uh, if if we're going to look at what's going wrong with the Knicks, I- I'm with you, man. Hard to blame Tom Thibodeau. Did this guy go from winning the coach of the year and just forgot how to coach just in a matter of months? I don't think so. You look at the roster, it's not that good. When your best player, Julius Randle, who finished eighth in MVP voting, regresses the way that he did, uh, hard to really point the fingers all so much at Thibodeau. Like, obviously, the coach is going to take some bare 
he's going to bear the brunt of the criticism to some degree, but hard for me to put that all on him. Hey, uh, listen, Ty, w- w- Kemba Walker, the Knicks made a major acquisition in the offseason. This was supposed to be an integral part of their team, all right? That was a bad move, okay? Leon Rose has to be held accountable, okay? And now he's when, done. When, when you want to point fingers, okay, instead of blaming Thibodeau, uh, you know, they, they, that was a big thing. Kemba Walker, he was expected. Fournier has been okay, but Kemba Walker was supposed to play an important part, and that's one of the reasons. But defense, Knicks used to be a hard-nosed oh, defense. That's what they did last year, yes. and now it's no longer the case. Well, the two big signings, Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier, very disappointing. Walker, it was announced this week, he's done. Uh, he's just going to be benched the rest of the, of the season as he prepares for next year, which is a little odd. Uh, and Evan Fournier, that four-year, $79 million deal, hasn't lived up to that hype. So when your starting backcourt essentially has been a net negative, hard for the Knicks to win basketball games. Uh, just quick against the spread notes, the Philly this year, 30-29 and 29, uh, ATS. The Knicks, meanwhile, are 26-34. and 34. So I throw out the term ATS. You want to explain what that means? Yeah, absolutely. A lot of times you'll see a team that's ATS. And what that means is against the spread. And that's what it all comes down to. Because when you look at the spread, uh, like you had mentioned, Philadelphia uh, has a, is 30-29 and 29 against the spread. So that means they've covered 30 times and they didn't cover 29 times. There's a lot of new people out there that are in, you know, legal sports betting has just become legal in New York. Uh, and, of course, Bet River our sponsor here in New York on the fine line. Uh, and uh, so when you see the term ATS, that means against the spread. And don't be afraid. There's a lot of people out there saying, hey, I'm a newbie. I say, I love newbies. I love to try and educate people and show them how to make money because it's not that easy. People think you can just go there and uh, go bet go bet Gonzaga or go bet Arizona or go bet Auburn and Purdue and Kansas and Kentucky. And I woke up this morning and said, what just happened? <laughs> so the, the number today against the spread is eight points. That's a big number. I don't know if I'll take that. The Knicks are just, you know, sometimes they'll go out there and give you a valiant effort, but they could very well get blown out as well. Uh, 26 and 34 against the spread. Meanwhile, Philly plus one against the spread this year. So if I had to lean one way, I would go Philly minus eight because I'm thinking about the combination of James Harden and Joel Embiid uh, for a team that's so bad defensively. How are the Knicks going to stop them? You mentioned how 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 much they've regressed on that side of the ball this year. So I would lean Philly minus eight, but I don't feel really good about it. I do feel great about James Harden's over 22.5 points. You can go to BetRivers.com to check that out. It's minus 127, 20, over 22.5 points for James Harden today. Yeah, Harden had 27 points on Friday here, and you mentioned the line's eight. The total's at 217. So, and again, another term, simple term, total. Total is the combined score of both teams for people that are new and that are listening in on the show. Uh, that's what we're here for, to answer any questions that you have. So, total is the combined score. So, listen, I just told you the Knicks have given up triple digits. Triple digits, obviously, is more than 100 points or more. And they've given up 100, uh, in 11 of the last 12 games, the Knicks have given up triple digits. Philly put up 133 points against uh, Minnesota on Friday. Knicks' defense has been uh, having problems. The totals are 217. I'm not big on laying points on the road, and uh, it's obvious choice seems to be the Sixers, but sometimes the obvious doesn't prevail all the time. I'd rather take a shot with the totals game. 217, uh, and uh, if the Knicks' defense woes continue, uh, Philadelphia might put a another 133 on the board like they did against Minnesota. So you like the over in this game? Absolutely. You like the over. I like the over in James Harden's points total over 22 and a half. His return to New York City playing at the Garden. (laughs) We had six upsets. Six of the top six teams were all upset. Number one, Gonzaga fell to number 23, St. Mary's by 10. 
Number two, Arizona falls to Colorado uh, by 16 points. Number three, Auburn uh, falling to number 17, Tennessee, by five. You had Purdue uh, falling to Michigan State. This is an upset. You actually called on the Anita Marks show. You took Michigan State plus five. They went outright. Kansas, number five, coming in. Uh, Goldman visiting the defending champion, number 10, Baylor. They lost by 10. Uh, Kentucky at number six, losing a heartbreaker uh, to Kansas. This was actually, they actually covered. They were dogs in this game, covered right at the buzzer on a bank three, but they did lose that game outright by two points. Uh, Duke was able to right the ship because they're number seven. They beat my uh, Syracuse Orange by, by 25. But you also had number nine, Texas Tech, falling to TCU, 69 to 66. So it was an historic day in college basketball, and I know this is one you were really excited about. Yeah, it's the first time ever, first time ever that the top six teams all went down. And, you know, a a lot of them were upsets except for the Kentucky game because Arkansas was actually favored in that game by two and a half. Uh, So final score in that game, it was 75-70. Arkansas had the ball. Kentucky hit a three-point shot at the buzzer. And, you know, people talk about what a backdoor cover is. So that's one of the terms that we talk about, and this would be a good analogy of that because, uh, you know, Arkansas was up 75-70, no reason to foul, nothing there. So Kentucky just shot up a, a, a shot up a three-point shot to make the final score 75-73. The line was two and a half. So oh, if you had uh, Arkansas, it was a bad beat in your case Jesus. because uh, you know they win by two. But I always tell people when the line's relatively low to do the money line. Okay, you don't have to mess around with the spread. And I talked about this on my Saturday show with Arkansas. I actually talked about Arkansas. He says, "Hey, uh, Arkansas would be a good bet on the money line. Whenever the line's relatively small, and if you're playing the favorite at minus two or three. Um, sometimes you have to put up a little bit more juice, which means instead of normally you would put up 110 to make a hundred dollars in a normal uh, betting on a normal bet. Uh, however, if you took uh, if you're playing uh, a pick'em, if you want to say say Arkansas was minus two and a half, and you wanted to make them a pick'em instead of minus two and a half, you do the money line, and maybe you put up like a buck twenty, a buck twenty-five. And the money line just means they got to win the game. Already. That's correct. Money line, you just have to win the game. So if you had Arkansas on the money line, you won. But if you had Kentucky plus a two and a half, you went to the bank. But the other games weren't that close. I mean, Gonzaga um, surprised it. And hey, by the way, if you do Moneyline, you want to talk, if you were bold enough, Ty, if you were bold enough to think that St. Mary's was going to beat Gonzaga. St. Mary's, if you bet $100 on St. Mary's, you got back $450. That's a lot of cash. Colorado, plus $350. Michigan State was even a nice dog. Michigan State, I I liked them. I talked about it on my Saturday show. They're only a five-point dog, but I felt that this was a must-win game. I mean, there are teams that are on a bubble right now, so you have to pay attention. So playing against Tom Izzo, uh, Michigan State had lost three in a row, um, and uh, you know they lost the game. Michigan State won, and I took them uh, plus five. But if you did the money line, you almost got plus, you got black plus one eighty. And of course, you could bet all these games at Bet Rivers. And those of you that are new uh, to sports betting, Bet Rivers, uh, you can uh, they'll do a match two hundred fifty dollar deposit. So anybody that goes in, you go to Bet Rivers right now and put two fifty in your account, and you press refresh high, you're gonna have five hundred. Wow. That, that's a good ROI. Just like that. Exactly. You go 250, you blink, oh my God, 500 bucks to work with. There you go. And speaking of the Big Ten, we got a big uh, matchup today. It's number 15, Illinois, visiting Michigan. Uh, this line right now is at a pick 'em. 
meaning there there's no favorite, there's no dog. You pick who the winner is outright, and there's your chance to win some money. Uh, can't talk about this game without mentioning the elephant in the room, and that is uh, one Jawan Howard was suspended for the rest of the regular season, which equated to five games for his involvement in that altercation last week uh, at the end of their loss to Wisconsin. I felt like there was a little bit of an overreaction in that situation. The suspension was warranted. I mean, Jawan Howard lost his mind, and I don't approve of anyone in that situation doing that, especially when you're the head coach of, a, of not just you know, a, a, any program, but of Michigan. Uh, one of the faces just of Michigan, if you if you factor in you know what he means to that program and what he's been able to do there. So you can't have that happen. But there were people calling for this man to be fired. I, I heard conversations have, what you want your kids to play for Juwan? And I know it's because in back-to-back seasons, he's been involved in some, some type of a dust-up. But there was massive overreaction to that. But, you know, I wanted to get your thoughts on, on what transpired and, and the suspension levied and was it fair or not. Well, if you remember last Sunday, we talked about this game on the air, and uh, I just took Wisconsin. So I was happy I won. So whatever happened in he between gave out that, another winner. But, uh, but it was uh, Wisconsin was there. But when you take what a was look the at over your, under on punches thrown by head coaches in that game, it's it's unfortunate. Um, you know, obviously Howard made a mistake. Okay, um, there was there was no reason for Wisconsin to call a timeout. They were up big, and you know, coaches saying, "Hey, you know, we wanted we only had four seconds to get across." Bogus. So that was dumb. That was dumb, and it was a mistake. They both made mistakes. Obviously, Joan Howard's mistake was bigger. And I think the uh, right punishment was served. He got suspended. Um, let's move on and let's continue to handshakes, Ty. I think that, you know, at the college level, um, I notice a lot of emotions. And I've seen it on Twitter and on Instagram. I know our friend Dickie V, who's a, got, you know, let's hope Dickie V gets better. You know, yes. He's been fighting cancer. And uh, I follow v, him on man. Twitter. And, uh, you know, it's just great following his storyline. And we wish him the best of luck. Um, and you listen, I think everybody overall consensus felt that this war suspension was uh, adequate enough and um, but I still think there's a lot of mixed feelings about whether there should be handshakes I think there still should be um, the college levels and a lot of these kids aren't going to go to the next level and uh, you know that's what you want to teach your athletes is to uh, be you know sportsmen be sportsmen so prior to this incident and this isn't a result of what happened last week so this, this is not like my opinion formed after that I always felt like the uh, handshakes were, were just kind of like dorky we should get rid of it. it. It doesn't make sense. If we're at the height of competition, you know, playing playing our hearts out and I lose on a heartbreaker, the last thing I want to do is go over there and, and shake somebody's hand. So I, I, I always felt like it was something we should get rid of. I don't want to do it. Um, but if... If last week was any indication as to you know how we should treat this going forward, I think it should we should do away with it. There's no reason because we're all at the height of our emotions. We're all you know feeling ourselves one way or another, whether it's positive, positively or negatively. And in that moment, I, I, coaches don't want to do it, players don't want to do it. So I think we should just get away from it. I have mixed feelings about it. I'm okay with it either way. Um, I'd be okay with them staying with it, um, but I'm okay with it either way. Uh, they lost. Uh, Michigan lost by. 15 to Illinois last month, and now they're without their head coach. So that's going to be a big factor today. But it is time to get to uh, Best Bets brought to you by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. I mean, you've been in fuego, Joe. You gave us Rutgers plus 12.5 last week. Yesterday, I heard you on Anita Marks uh, on her show. You gave the Rangers um, Penguins game uh, under 5.5 goals. So the Rangers did lose that game one nothing, but you hit on the under there. Uh, Michigan State plus five over over Purdue, as I mentioned. 
they won outright. Northern Iowa was a winner you gave out. You gave the, the Grizzlies minus two against the Bulls last night. I actually watched the end of that game. Desmond Bain with a big three-pointer. It came down to a final possession. Bulls turned the ball over. So I know you had to sweat that one out. But you've been on fire. So I need your best bet today, my man. Well, we're going to go out to DePaul, where the demons of uh, DePaul, the blue demons of DePaul, will be taking on the Red Storm. Red Storm coming off a disappointment; they lost to Creighton earlier in the week, eighty-one to seventy-eight. But the uh, the uh, DePaul Blue Demons have been struggling. They've lost four or five. The only game they won at Georgetown, and Georgetown has lost seventeen in a row here. Uh, Red Storm still have are mathematically alive for the NCAA tournament here. Lines almost at a pick'em. Um, I, I like St. John's on the road to take care of DePaul here. Um, they already beat them earlier this season, um, 89-84. It was a close game here, but the Storm have been playing well, even despite their loss to Creighton, uh, 81-78. Um, Demons are just 13-14. Uh, and 14. Um, I think that St. John's will, as long as Champagne comes up and shows up, Champagne is legitimate. He'll yes, be playing in the NBA. He will be. He scored, I need him to score at least 20 points for me, and I think we'll be okay. All right. I concur. The Red Storm, 4-0 against the spread in their last four road games versus the team with a winning home record. They are 5-0 and against the spread in their last five road games. They are also 6-1 and against the spread in their last seven games overall. So the numbers say take St. John's today. Go with Joe Wiz. That's Best Bets brought to you by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet with a winner on Bet Rivers. We got one more segment to play with coming up here. We will get to Rangers Canucks because I know you got to play in this game. If the trends are, you know, if I'm following the trends correctly, I feel like an over-under is at play here. And then we'll throw some more gambling terms out there as well. Net Sixers, I'm sorry, Nick Sixers coming up later this afternoon. Uh, got some plays that we want to throw out to you in that aspect uh, that we gave you earlier on the show. So more coming up on the fine line with Joe Wiz and Ty Butler right here on 98.7 ESPN. Jazz Suns and then Warriors uh, Mavs. I did want to play this soundbite that I heard Friday night. It, it just it was so amazing uh, to hear this from James Harden uh, when he was asked about uh, why he doesn't understand people labeling him as a bad teammate. I just wanted to give you a listen to this. I feel like I'm one of the best teammates that, can, that, that, that the NBA has seen on the court and off the court. But, yeah, I mean, just because the current situations happen, whatever happened, happened. That doesn't mean that I'm a bad teammate. You know, me personally, I just feel like I needed to do what's best for my career and help myself and, and, and be happy. And uh, it doesn't um, harp on, like, whether I'm a bad teammate or not. Hard to argue you're not a bad teammate when for multiple organizations in consecutive seasons you showed up to camp overweight, out of shape. And there were reports that on the, the last Nets road trip uh, on the West Coast you were out partying. I mean, James, like... Great player, uh, one of the best 10 players in the league, one of the best, obviously one of the best 30 uh, of all time, 35 of all time. He was honored during that top 75 um, celebration. But to say that your reputation can't be sullied by how you've displayed and, and exhibited your behavior the last 18 months or so, I mean, James Harden, get a grip, my friend. Yeah, this is the this this is uh, this trade here with Philadelphia. He's going to need to really. This is he's, he knows that there's a lot of heat on him right now, and there's no excuses. You got the big man. You Philadelphia right now is in first place in the Atlantic Division. Everything is set there for the Sixers to make a run, and um, you know they've done it without Harden. So now adding him in there, uh, you know they should be able to. Uh, come out of the East, anything less than coming out of the East and making it to the finals will be a big, big disappointment. Massive failure. Got another game today.
yesterday, the Utah Jazz and Phoenix Suns, a showdown. The Suns, one-point home favorites today against Utah. Phoenix dealing with some injuries. Chris Paul missing the next six to eight weeks with a thumb injury. Uh, They're coming off of a loss to the Pelicans, but in their last 21 games since January 1st, they are 19-2. The last time Devin Booker played Utah, he scored 43. How do you feel about this game? Yeah, when you take a look at Booker, I mean, he had 30 points in a loss to the Walls Friday, uh, 117 uh, to 102. And that's just it. They lost to the Pelicans. On the other hand, the Jazz are finally healthy. They got their five back. They got Bogdanovich, Gobert, O'Neal, uh, Conley. Um, and even off the bench, Clarks is playing really well here. And um, I think that this you know, Utah Jazz team could be – no one's really talking about them. I talked about them last week on the show. Um, right now, they're in first place in the Northwest Division. They have a, a two uh, three-game lead over the Denver Nuggets. Um, the line kind of indicates to you here that, uh, you know, there's some issues going on with Phoenix despite their record of 49-11, and 11, which is the uh, best record in the entire NBA. Um, the line here is just about at a pick-em tie, yeah. right? So uh, I'm going with the visiting team here. I'm going with the wow. Utah Jazz. I'm taking the Jazz on the road, who are the healthier team, because you have to look at the status of the health of the status here. And uh, right now, uh, you know, Donovan Mitchell, right? That's going to be a great game. But Donovan Mitchell matching up uh, with Booker. But Donovan Mitchell right now he had 33 points uh, in their last game. Um, they uh, played Dallas 114-109. Uh, the Jazz beat them. Yeah, and as I mentioned, CP3 not being available is why the line is what it is because Utah, I mean, the reason why they're not going to be respected is because we've seen them time and time again have great regular seasons only to flame out in the postseason. And as good as Rudy Gobert is, he's an all-star, one of the best defenders in the league. I don't know if you can be a legitimate title contender if Rudy Gobert is your best player. And he tends to get exposed against those smaller lineups. Well, Donovan I, I, Mitchell's their best player, though. So I think Mitchell, a lot of people would argue Gobert's better. A, a lot of people would argue Gobert's better just because of the totality of what he brings defensively and how he how the like the, the the advanced analytic people are are going to say Rudy Gobert's better. But Donovan Mitchell, I I would agree. I I think Donovan Mitchell's the better player, but a lot of people would, would side with. Gobert. Listen, the Jazz are going as far as Donovan Mitchell takes it. Forget about Gobert. I don't know how I would see Gobert carrying this team. Mitchell's going to need to score. This is an offensive oriented league. Uh, Mitchell's going to need to score a lot of points, and I'm expecting him to put up at least thirty here. So go ahead and bet the total over. And that's another thing, Ty. Like at Bet Rivers, like if you don't like the game, you can bet the total amount of points for any certain player that's going to be playing in the game, and you can just root for that one player if you have one favorite player, whether it's Booker for Phoenix or whether you like uh, Donovan Mitchell, uh, combined scores, you could do certain things where you can just bet a player to have a certain amount of points, and that's all available at Bet Rivers. Are you taking uh, Utah plus one or on the money line? Uh, I'm going to do the plus one. Uh, I don't think the line's going to be a factor here because when you have a line that's at one point, generally, uh, you know, it's not going to be that much of a factor because unless they lose by one, um, I'm, I'm just going to take the point. Which would be gonna, a push. Yeah. And what's it would be a push. I'm not expecting. I'm looking for the Jazz to go in there and uh, win without without the one point. What would be a push? Well, how would a push? You it again. A push? That's another great question. A lot of people out there that are listening. A push is a tie. So when you have a push, nobody wins, nobody loses. You live for another day. And some days I tell people, hey, uh, there are games. There's some days where you might go uh, to say you bet three or four. Say you bet four games, you win two and you lose two. You can live with that because you didn't get hurt. Okay, and uh, getting a tie when you're at sports betting it's just a washout so you live for another game because you never want to lose uh so getting a push it's just basically getting a tie and nobody wins nobody loses you get your money back 
So you like Utah plus one. I like Devin Booker's over in points at 27 and a half. Uh, the last time he played against this Jazz team, he scored 30, uh, 43 points the last time they played. So I like his over, and you like Utah plus one. Moving on, later in the evening, we'll have the Mavericks visiting the Warriors. This should be a fun game. Luka against Steph, uh, two of the premier teams in the Western Conference. Right now, Bet Rivers has the line at Warriors laying four and a half points at home against Dallas. Yeah, that line's pretty low, actually, when you look at it here, because you have Golden State, who uh, a lot of people think they're going to come out of the West. The Warriors are at 43-17, and 17, um, and Dallas Mavericks, um, you know, they've been okay, but they haven't been healthy all season long, all right? And they got rid, rid of Porzingis. Um, he was never, he was, you know. <laughs> never Knicks, really affected. And he did the, the, Mark Cuban did the Knicks a favor by taking Porzingis, but never, these two teams met twice already uh, on January 5th at Dallas, the uh, Mavs won 99-82, and on 25th at Golden State, the uh, Warriors won 130-92. Now, when you look at these two teams, you always think that they're the high-scoring teams with Seth Curry. That's not the case. Golden State Warriors play a lot of unders, okay? 58% of the games at Golden State go under. They just have 24 overs, 33 unders. And the same thing with Dallas. Dallas is even higher. They go over just 21 times, 36 unders. So, I like the totals game to go under the total. I posted on my Twitter at Joe with Sports as a free courtesy pick, nice. and I'm giving it out to everybody right now. Under the total between Golden State and Dallas. Um, Dallas, like it says, they like to play defense. That's that's as far as they go. They're more of a one of the few teams that play defense in the NBA. Dallas and Golden State, both really good defensive teams. That number right now, under 219. So Joe Wiz likes the under in this game. Warriors hosting the Mavericks. Did want to give a quick update on the baseball uh, front. It looks like if an agreement isn't reached by tomorrow, per reports, games are going to start to be canceled. And I don't know if this is a ploy by the owners to like exercise, uh, you know, and flex their muscles. But if we don't get a deal done per reports by tomorrow. We're going to start to see some games canceled in baseball. They're going to meet today, I believe, at 2 p.m., and they're going to meet again tomorrow. So uh, how are you feeling about this baseball? I think at some point we will get a season, but it's not going to be 162 games. Uh, if you ask me right now, I don't think we're getting a 162-game season. Ty, the sentiments are clear uh, everywhere. I mean, nobody really thinks that the baseball season is going to start on time. It's unfortunate, but it is what it is. And let's just hope that we have baseball. We will have it at some time, but getting it started and getting the full slate of games, it seems highly, highly unlikely. We should check out the odds at Bet Rivers and see what the odds are for the baseball season. Uh, the, the It has to be clearly that the season isn't going. Going to be starting on time. I don't like that these negotiations are robbing my New York Yankees of an opportunity to win a championship. Well, they're not going we, anywhere anyway. They have oh, so wow. Many, no. Hostility. Yankees, when was the last time the Yankees won the World Series? 2009. I mean, That's oh, yeah. not that long ago. It seems like a lifetime ago. It feels like, like a lifetime ago. Yeah, it does. It does. But listen, uh, Yankees got a lot of question marks, and we'll talk about that as the season gets closer. But, um, you know, I, I don't I don't think the Yankees are going to uh, threaten to win the uh, American League this year. I don't know. I think you just fractured our relationship there. You said I love it. Got a lot I didn't wear my Red Sox sweatshirt today, but I'll wear it next week. <laughs> Got a lot more coming up here on 98.7 ESPN. We're going to get to the college basketball. What a day of upsets. March Madness has already begun uh, in February. We'll talk about the Rangers and Canucks game as well. College basketball. 
basketball games today, eight NBA games, eight NHL games. People are still jonesing because there's no football. I mean, it's the second Sunday where there's no football, but there's so many opportunities here. This is the last Sunday uh, in February. I mean, it's going to be March 1st on Tuesday, and the party is starting, man. Last Yesterday with all the upsets of the NCAA tournament, this is my favorite time. And, you know, everyone talks about the Super Bowl and the playoff, but listen, Mar- the, the great thing about March Madness, it lasts for, you know, almost the entire month. So that, you know, as far as I'm concerned, some of the tournament games start as early as tomorrow, some of the conference games. I actually like the conference games, tie this week and upcoming next week better than the field of 68 that start on the 17th, that Thursday. Um, I like the conference games. I, fi- I find them more exciting than the actual tournament. So we had a lot of upsets yesterday. I'm taking a look at Bet Rivers uh, and the futures. So uh, odds to win the title You've got Gonzaga, uh, the favorites, at plus 350, meaning you throw $100 on Gonzaga right now. Uh, if they win the title, you'll get $350 back ROI. Kentucky's at plus 700. Arizona's at plus 750. Auburn at plus 19, 900. And then Duke, you know, they're just kind of sitting there under the radar, plus 1300. It's Coach K's last season. Uh, looking forward to that game next Saturday uh, at home against UNC, his his uh, last game coaching at Cameron Indoor. So that should be exciting. But fresh off of what we saw uh, yesterday afternoon and into last night with all the upsets, do you anticipate like the shakeup in the AP poll top 25? No, I don't. Um, Gonzaga's probably going to still remain the overall number one seed here because there's really nobody else they can put up there. You got the top four teams, uh, Gonzaga, Arizona, Auburn. And uh, Ty, one thing this tells you is that, you know, a lot of these teams that lost, they all lost on the road. And it's very difficult to win on the road, okay? In Kentucky, for instance, I know they lost last yesterday to Arkansas. Kentucky 17-0 and at home, just a 500 team on the road. So all these teams that lose, uh, you know, you gotta, that's why when the tournament starts, the NCAA tournament, being played in neutral sites, you always got to look for teams that play well on the road. Pay attention to that. Look for dogs, underdogs that are on the road that play well once they get to a neutral site here. But Gonzaga, uh, Arizona, Auburn. Auburn's the only one that has that, that has a problem. Um, they've lost three of the six, and uh, right now they only have a one-game lead over Arkansas, Kentucky, and Tennessee. But um, I think that uh, Gonzaga, they had their 17-game winning streak snap. They've uh, 34 straight West Coast Conference games, and it's their first loss since December 4th. So we're going to give the Zags a break, but Zags need to win it all because Mark Few uh, is not going to get I mean, if they make it to the tournament the championship this year and don't win it all like yeah. last year, uh, I don't, they're going to be like the Buffalo Bills of the NFL. Not going to be good. 30 seconds here. Rangers Canucks. I did say we had a play. I like the the under in this game is at 6. Joe Wiz keeps telling you, bet the unders on the Rangers. The money line's at minus 148. I like that as well. Uh, I mentioned earlier the Sixers, eight-point favorites at home to the Knicks. I I don't know if I love that number there, but I do love over uh, 22.5 points for James Harden, and you love the over uh, 217 points. Uh, But that'll do it for today's edition of of The Fine Line with Joe Wiz and Ty Butler. This is The Fine Line with Joe Wiz and Ty Butler. Presented by Bet Rivers, New York's hometown sportsbook.